0: This Boss Lady Coaching Podcast episode is produced in part by Fort Knox
1: Federal Credit Union, people helping people. Visit fortknoxfcu.org.
2: At Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, we've got your back through all of life's biggest moments, like when your daughter looks in the mirror at the bridal shop and says,
1: This is the one.
2: When you walk through a home that you want to make your own.
1: This is the one.
2: Or when he tours the campus for the first time. This is the one. Fort Knox Federal Credit Union has money to lend for each of life's precious moments with low-rate loans for every celebration. Stop by a branch or visit fortknoxfcu.org for more information. Equal opportunity lender.
1: I'm Holly Sexton for the Boss Lady Podcast brought to you by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, people helping people. And today, our fearless leader, Megan Stith is in the studio along with Nora Jocking. Nora, this is the first time we've met, mm-hmm. but I have followed you on Facebook for over a year. I've seen all your moods and you're a boss
2: lady. So thank you for coming in. Thank you, thank you. Facebook makes us feel like we're friends in real life before you ever meet in person, it's nice. Or you don't want to be friends. Right. <laughs> there's we're
1: fangirling here. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, we have She Started It tomorrow. Oh my gosh,
0: yes, we're so excited and slightly nervous to have 700 of our closest soon-to-be girlfriends descending on the pack and a rock star panel, but I just want to say publicly as much as possible, thank you, thank you, thank you, Holly, because the whole event, there's absolutely no way... I can guarantee if it was up to me, like not even remote chance, I would have opted out. Um, Not because the the program's not worthwhile, but it's a lot of work and we try to make it look easy, but uh, kind of like ducks paddling on the pond, we got a lot stirring underneath the surface and it would not have happened without you. I, I just would not have been able to even entertain the idea and you really made it all happen so she started it and you did it thank so you. no matter what happens tomorrow when it all goes down <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic it's all because of you so same thank you. you for for stepping up to help these girls
1: thank you very much for your help too and aesthetically if it looks good and you like it Megan made it okay cuz I don't do that I do sound but I'm Megan do in black and white because she's cheap so <laughs> same way. um let's talk to Nora about what she's been up to Nora I see a lot of 5Ks. I see a
2: lot of fitness and running, but what is your why for all of that? Oh, goodness. Well, um, I can tell you quite cre- clearly that I was not a runner. Um, I was the girl in gym class growing up who, uh, when we would run the mile, if I did it in under 20 minutes, that was a victory. If I ran halfway around the track, that was a victory. Um, and I would watch the other athletic girls run around that track, and I would be like, man... I wish I could like look like a gazelle like they do. That's so awesome, um, but that was just not ever anything that I could do. Um, I was always heavy my entire life. I was chubby and um, just didn't didn't fit into that athletic um, place. So and it's hard
1: to move around. It is.
2: It is when you're heavy and and trying multiple diets which i did my whole life was always a diet or getting ready to go on a diet or just coming off of a diet it was always centered around weight um and not feeling like i could get anywhere um with weight loss and with each child um, as i grew up into an adult and i had children with each child more weight came on um so hormonal things too i'm sure played into that um so when I was diagnosed I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis back in September of 2015 when I was diagnosed at that time I weighed 350 pounds and not in good health anyway uh, generally and then found out I had MS and so you know faced with things like a possibility of a future in a wheelchair or a possibility of future of you know with a cane or having some kind of mobility issue um, you know running was the last thing on my mind I just thought oh I just, I want to do everything I can to make myself as healthy as I can be so that if that happens, I can be the healthiest me version of me that I can be. Um, and I, through some friends and, and just different suggestions, I stumbled into a whole, um, like whole food, whole 30 sort of way of eating, whole 30 paleo, Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, and it, A lot of people with MS have kind of jumped onto that kind of diet because it's very anti-inflammatory and MS is chronic inflammation of your immune system. So, jumping onto that weight, for the first time in my life, weight melted off my body. Within a year I had lost 100 pounds and I found out about this lady whose name is Cheryl Heil. She is like now one of my one of my closest friends, we don't live close to each other. She lives in California. She's awesome. She's your boss lady. She is. She is my mentor. You're She's awesome. And and Cheryl was the first person with MS to run a marathon on all seven continents in under a year. She's run. She just finished her 61st marathon recently, and she has MS. She has what's called drop foot. She has to wear a foot orthotic so that she can continue to run. It keeps her foot propped up so she doesn't trip. And I, I learned about her story, and I, I looked at my husband. I was like, wouldn't that be cool to, like, like pickup running, like wouldn't that be cool to like run a half marathon or something, wouldn't that be like an exclamation point on the end of this journey of losing weight and trying to get healthy and being diagnosed with this. And so that's what we did. We set out and ran our first half in um, April of 2017 and we haven't stopped, so. <laughs> I love the connectivity. Tell me how that worked with your husband. It sounds like you just oh said this
1: This is a great idea, and then he his support. Yeah, yeah how to get the, from yeah. this would be
0: a
2: cool idea to like we're actually doing it. Everything with my, my husband is pretty awesome. Um, when I was diagnosed, uh, first, you know, when I first started talking about doing this diet, which if you don't know, it is cutting out bread and dairy and anything fun is what i said in the beginning sugar dairy if tastes spit it out yeah basically <laughs> it's like a lot of fruits vegetables and all that and when i decided to do this i said dude you don't have to do this like this is my deal this is what i want to do you do not have to do this and he's like no i'm there i'm so there like we're, we're doing this together and i'm so thankful he did because i don't know if i could have stuck with it without his support and um going through that together so anyway, when I said this about the running, I was like, it would be fun to start running, but you don't have to. I mean, that was always like what I would say. I'd say, I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to go by myself. You don't have to go. And he was like, no, I'm going to do it. I want to do it too. He likes you. He does. A lot. He does like me a <laughs> lot. Um, so, I mean, it was, and, and it's one of those things where I meant it when I said, you don't have to do this. This is my deal. But it was so much sweeter having... This And i like, that's our team. Um, There's a quote in Up that I quote to him all the time where um, Ellie says, um, I can't remember the dude's name, says to what would be her future husband, you know, you and me, we're in a club now. And I say that to him all the time. I'm like, you and me, we're in a club now. We're, you know, this is our club, this is our team. And that's that's what we do, we love it.
1: So when you started putting one foot in front of the other, Mm -hmm. was that discouraging? What
2: was that like? Uh, With running? Mm -hmm. No. um, in the beginning, and, and anyone who's never been a runner and then you jump into running, you start out with, I'm going to run a minute, and then you run that minute, and you're like, okay, then I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, that, I mean, you have to start somewhere, and so that's, that's what we would do. We would start out just doing, okay, I'm gonna warm up, I'm gonna walk for five minutes, I'm gonna run for a minute, and then I'm gonna walk for a minute, and then I'm gonna run for a minute, I'm gonna walk for a minute, and you know, maybe maintain that for 30 minutes, um, those intervals. And I remember the first time I ran a whole mile, I was like, wow, like this is like legit. I'm a legit runner. Like that's, this is what runners do. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't, it was encouraging every time I went out, every time I was a little bit faster, every time I was I was able to run a little bit further, it was, it was encouraging. So um, you have bad days, like with anything, you have days where you go out there and, and your legs feel like lead. I mean, and that's every runner. It's not just people with MS, but, Every runner, you know, you have days where it's not as easy, but it's you keep doing it. Mm -hmm. My friend Cheryl, my my mentor, says you, um, I do what I can, and and I keep going, and like that's what you have to do. You just have to decide. You're going to keep going. Boy, this is a
1: big message that's going around in my universe right now. (laughs) Megan does this thing every Friday on the Boss Lady Coaching Facebook page. It's called Fearless Friday, and it goes along with the Braver by the Day Journal. But um, I've been dealing with a situation here with, and I don't know if anybody deals with mountains of laundry. (laughs) <laughs> I may be the only one here that deals with mountains of laundry, but a lot of things I don't have to have or I don't wear them anymore, they don't fit, whatever. And so I've done the Marie Kondo thing or I'm working on it. Um, but I just didn't have enough closet space. So I never did anything. But it's because I couldn't make it ideal. Mm-hmm. So, I just didn't do anything because I knew I didn't have an ideal situation. Mm -hmm. So, like going out and saying, Well, I can't run, I'm not a runner, so I'm not going to start. Or I can't. So, the point is, is like doing things incrementally doing what you can yeah. uh, do what you can yeah. and just to make things incrementally better until you can get to the goal that you have or you want to do and it sounds like a no-brainer but really sometimes we're paralyzed by our own like our limited uh, abilities or finances or um, just we're in a situation and it's like what can I do to make this thing just a little bit easier or yeah. just a little bit better. Or wake up in the morning and feel a little bit better.
2: Yeah. The, what's the saying? You can't, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And that's and that, part that, is getting started. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just getting started and doing something and, and celebrating those little victories. That was something that my husband and I did right at the start. Um, our saying became Not Today MS. And that's, I now have a blog. It's nottodayms.com. Um, but that saying started I mean, the first day. It was, you know, you hear that saying, not today, Satan, not today, MS. Like it was, we'd wake up the next day and it'd be like, okay, today we're gonna do laundry or today we're gonna do something. And it was like, we're gonna have a victory because we were able to do this. And we've been in a debt snowball kind of situation. And with every debt that we've paid off or, or everything that we've taken care of, it's like, okay, you know, we took care of that. And, and that's a thing to celebrate and, um, Just, I mean, because every day there is something to celebrate, even when you're overwhelmed, even when you've got a big, huge, scary disease or, or, you know, a big amount of weight to lose or whatever. You can celebrate every little victory and just throw a little party every day and celebrate those little moments.
1: That's an excellent point of what Megan did last year, which has really been inspiring to me, was to start doing a mile a day.
0: Yeah, so I'm loving hearing your experience because it also reminds me of that point I reached of not, um, just knowing that, like, I kept putting off the whole diet and exercise thing where I was, um, there's sometimes you can look like you're in shape and you really aren't, I guess would be the... We call it fat <laughs> on the inside. Yeah, I a like way the I inside. can describe this. That might not sound very nice, but I, I basically, I eat like a kindergartner whose parents aren't watching. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning like, I will have cereal for dinner. And there only comes so long that you can do that. And I kept feeling guilty about like, I know I should be working out and I know I should be doing those things. And I just started it more out of desperation to just get that weight off my mind of like, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And and it did start with just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm not as good as you or I haven't worked up to the half or anything beyond, you know, a couple of miles at a time. But my goal for myself became, I'm going to run a marathon's worth of distance each month. So how I get to that is like one pretty much every day. I'm now doing about this month, I'll probably do at least 35 miles. I'm between like 35 to 40 miles a month now, which at the beginning, like 26, oh my gosh, that was like really hard. It seemed really difficult at the time. And that was like a year and a half ago. And now it's just part of my routine, which at first it was like having to come home from work and tell my husband, like watch the kids. I'm going down downstairs to run. And felt like I had to make a production of it to find the time or to make the time. And now it just, Fits into my routine. Like, the kids just know when I get home, they'll hear the treadmill going, or I'll be out in the driveway. Thankfully, we have like the world's longest driveways. (laughs) They just go down the driveway. We're like, don't kill each other. I'll be in the driveway for 20 minutes. I'll be right back. But yeah, so it's been, you know, just kind of that figuring out a way to have a routine that. You know, I frankly haven't lost any weight, but I have calculated how much I would weigh <laughs> if I
1: hadn't run. Yeah, all the late night
0: snacks, the pieces of cake, yeah, I'm like, the, okay. the glasses of wine. Yeah, and, yeah I count my miles, so I'm like, okay, 40 miles, <gasps> um, times this, times 12, times, you know, the not rocket science, but some kind of math on, you know, well, I'd weigh five more pounds than I do now if I hadn't done Mm -hmm. this, And at least maybe I'm better off
1: in that way. And the whole whole cardiovascular health thing. Speaking of that, um, I see you posting... Um, on your blog about your doctor's visits, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate your transparency. It's not TMI, it's just, and, and I respect that too, you're like, this is what I wanna put out there, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you're really um, you're really careful about that. So I like it, it's personal, but it's not private. Mm-hmm. So how did you decide what to
2: share and what not to share? Oh goodness, um, I think it's just, with each experience I have, I kind of I'll try to write my my blog post throughout the week and go back and reread and reread and reread and I'll think, okay, what what do I really want out there? And I but I really try to be as genuine and as vulnerable as I can be. Um, and that goes through. It, it really yeah, matters. it you know it's it's I always want to be transparent. And I always want to be genuine in what I put out there. And I try to think, um, what would what did I want to read? when I was newly diagnosed. Because that's really, the blog is kind of all over the place. I talk about weight loss, and I talk about food, and I talk about, um, you know, stuff, relational stuff. I talk about being in your head. Yes, totally, all yeah, all of that stuff. But the, the whole audience, the audience that I had in mind when I started it, and the audience that I have in mind every time I write something is that person who's newly diagnosed because, Um, What was out there at the time that I was diagnosed and I went out there and and got information There's plenty of good information out there. MS Society has is a like wealth of information on their website Um, But when you go to look for blogs and you go to look for personal experiences and stories, there's a lot of dark There's a lot of people in a deep dark place of depression Which you get I mean you completely get and you completely sympathize with them But as a newly diagnosed person it was so disheartening and so depressing to read you know, these people recount, you know, not being able to put on a piece of jewelry and how depressing that was. You know, just things that were um, so hard for them. And I was like, I want something where we celebrate even if if I'm celebrating I got a new cane today you know whatever but we're celebrating everything um, instead of looking at the negative of everything and that, that was what I really really wanted so I try to be as open as I can and I try to especially with things like the doctor's visit I I wrote that thinking that's what I wish I could have read because I had no idea going into my first visit what to expect um, and that's not in a pamphlet. that's no. not something a doctor. It's not their
1: job. That's no. not something they're going to tell you. No. So I'm thankful for your blog because it does have. It has the good. It has the great. And it does have the ugly. But the ugly always has this tinge of hope, mm-hmm. which is so encouraging. Um, because there are you can go up
2: after yes. a diagnosis. Yes. You don't
1: have to go down. And
2: what's great about with our running, we um, through Cheryl. Howe, I know I keep talking to her. I love her. Did y'all your, y'all your need to go. go. <laughs> you need to go follow her because she's awesome. So through Cheryl, we created this team. Um, we're up to over 200 people now of MS runners and supporters. Uh, people with MS, people without MS, but it's all with MS as the goal. Um, MS Society fundraising as the goal, and she has it where once a year we she wants us all to meet up and run. A series of races together I'm not gonna be able to actually go this year but we're gonna do it virtually here um, but anyway in all of that you know we have this community of people it's 200 and so many different varying levels of MS but the common goal is or the common thread in all of it is these people who have a fight in them that is just inspiring and they don't give up um, it's amazing my friend Heather has to run with polls and she's not even really running. It's more of a fast walking. But she gets out there and she gets after it. She does half marathons. I mean, she's amazing. She's 60-something years old. Oh, my like, gosh. Incredible. That's awesome. And I'm oh like, God. I want to be Heather when I grow up. I mean, she's just phenomenal. So, um, you know, you want I want that for anyone who's newly diagnosed. I want them to see this is not a death sentence. This is not your life is over. This is not something that's gonna define you for the rest of your life. Don't let it define you. Let, you know, you be, I'm, I'm always wanting to be Nora who happens to have MS, not Nora with MS. And um, that's what I want for newly diagnosed people, for sure. For those who, um, okay, let's say those who, you're sitting here,
1: so I'll just straight up ask you <laughs> and and answer at your level of comfort. Okay. But um, did you ever feel like you lost control? Or, like, you weren't, because you said that mm-hmm. you, MS doesn't have you. It's it's not who you are. It doesn't mm-hmm. define who you are. Mm-hmm. So, did you feel like you had lost control? Like, did you feel like there was a give and take with that, and finally you just made a stand, or have you felt like that from the beginning?
2: Um, You know, probably the only time I felt that way was, honestly, the first night. Um, I was very fortunate in how I was diagnosed, and I know that sounds odd, but most people go years and years. It's years and years of testing and well, we're not sure and L- go see this neurologist. And I have a friend that went 14 years undiagnosed. And if you followed Selma Blair, she just um, came out with her diagnosis. She had symptoms for six years and they finally pieced it all together. Um, and after five years into the disease is when, um, that's most damage is done in the first five years. So. I was fortunate, I was diagnosed in under two years from the first onset of symptoms, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, And I, at the time that I was diagnosed, an ER doc, I had gone in thinking I had an inner ear infection. I had double vision, but I didn't think anything about that, Um, which is a big symptom if you ever have double vision, don't ignore that one. But I I was dizzy and felt off balance and ended up being sent to the ER thinking, okay, this is so dumb, I'm gonna have an ear infection. Had an ER doctor who was like, mm, You've been in here before, and I don't like that, and called a neurologist friend. And 24 hours later, I had a diagnosis, which is just unheard of. That's not what other people's experiences, years and years and years. Um, but that first night was probably the most out of control that I felt. That was. Um, I had nightmares the entire night. I'm a, I'm a type person, I don't know if y'all do an Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram too. Yes. I don't, I'm a helper. Oh, mother. okay, got I'm it. Yeah, right. I'm, the helps, I'm the helps girl. Um, so, I want to be <laughs> all up in everything and making stuff happen. I like doing events at my church, you know, I'm just, I'm big into stuff. And the nightmares that I had the entire night were my kids getting married and being at their weddings and being in the corner in a wheelchair unable to participate and be a part of anything. And everything's going on around me, but I can't participate and I can't be a part of it. And I was just, I woke up several times in the middle of the night just devastated thinking, I can't, that can't happen. Like that, I want to always be an active part of my life. Whatever that looks like, wheelchair or not, cane or not, whatever's going on, I want to be an active participant in my own life. And that was pretty much the moment I decided no, like not today, Ms. That was my that was our slogan. Like from the minute one, it was like no, you're not going to control, you're not going to have whatever happens. We're going to have hope, we're going to have joy, we're going to celebrate every victory, and we're going to fight, like all get out to get to get it done. Yeah.
0: And I love people with your attitude of like no excuses. Like if you can be 60 running with poles like that, to I'm me, there. I'm <laughs> doing it. I'm telling <laughs> that you, that's the be best to be like you know if somebody like that can overcome their challenges like surely i can you know get off after work and run a little bit or eat a little better or whatever it is that we're each trying to accomplish as we work towards our goals but i'm sure you've got to have those moments of being overwhelmed or just feeling like you want to give up because, you know, sometimes just the effort it takes to have all of the habits that you have to have can be so overwhelming. So you're not making, you're one of those people that is not making excuses, but how do you give yourself that space to have a bad day or to pull yourself Mm -hmm. out when you're feeling Mm
2: -hmm. like
0: you can't make it to the next? My
2: husband is used to this, uh, this saying that I'll say, I'll say I'm out of words. For the day and that just means I need to recluse like I need I need to go and have a moment um and and that happens I mean with stress or whatever but there are days definitely when you get frustrated with with this disease um, I don't have much on a day-to-day looking at me I'm sure y'all you know don't notice anything but um, I'll get tired and my handwriting is off, which is stupid. Like, that's a stupid, like, thing to be upset about, but I'll be upset. I'm like, my my arm is heavy. My right leg is heavy. That was the whole side that was affected by um, by both of my MS exacerbations. But, you know, that'll be heavy and I'll be frustrated. Or um, with our medication comes a lot of scary side effects and, and potential for some deadly side effects. And a new study will come out or, or a new story will come out where somebody... Um, got very ill from one of those side effects and I'll be super frustrated and I'm like am I doing the right thing? Is it should I be on this But You know, should also, I, I just question. stop? I question everything, yeah. but I think it's just coming back to that common goal of I'm, I'm doing everything that I can and I go back, and, and I'll I my neurologist is used to me. I'll come back, and I'll be like, okay, let's just go over this again. Are we doing, you know, is this right? Is this the right thing? She's so patient and kind. She's so good, and we'll go through the whole plan again. And I'm like, okay, nope, I'm on board. We're all good, everything is good, and um, she's so great to check. She's very good about, um, you know, we're on the medication and all of that's great, but she's big into the health and the nutrition and, and all of that as well, and so we're constantly checking levels. and and she's keeping up on research. And so it's just that, I think it's reaffirming and revalidating the goal, the plan, and and that's what I have to do sometimes and recluse and have my moments when I, I like just that. I'm I out to, of words I need to, I'm <laughs> out of words I'm out of words and I need to go watch Real Housewives for about three hours and then I'll be alright I yeah. just need to go
0: be by myself <laughs> I've been binging Sex in the City all the way through I've again. done that oh, it's, it's good, good. Yeah. it's so yeah. fun to watch now at a different stage in life like in order and sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to say I'm gonna do this and sorry about laundry <laughs> that's not getting pulled <laughs> or whatever and
1: yeah. yeah it will happen Yeah, out of yeah. words yeah. those <laughs> things will be those things will get done um we only have a little bit of time left about five minutes or so what's something that you'd like to share with us and you'd like our listeners to know that we may not see on social media
2: Hmm. Uh, what would that be well just day to day i i think all of us you know our our social media persona that we have out there is one thing we all post the happy moments and and the happy pictures and all of that kind of stuff and yes, there are plenty of happy moments, and and I don't ever want to act like there's not. But you know, we all have stress, and while I try to put the positive out there, there are days that are hard. Um, it's never fun having a chronic disease. It's not fun. Um, there's a lot. I had a whole blog post about um, this sort of thing. It was you know just a picture of me, and it was like you might look at this picture and you might make these assumptions, but you know there's a lot of. Only the closest people know um, my history. I was abused um, as a child and some different things there. And um, there's struggles still with that. My, my dad has been dead for seven years. And still there are things that come up because um, he, he was abusive when I was growing up. And there are things that come up that I still go right back to that little child. And, I mean, we all have our own battles and we all have our own struggles. And, and that's what... I think we need to be more have more grace for each other I really do Um I think we're so hard on especially women are so hard on other women and it makes me so frustrated because we're all fighting a battle something might not be MS it might not be uh, obesity it might not be whatever but you know, we're all fighting something, and we're all, you know, mm-hmm. we just need to love and encourage one another instead of tearing each other down.
1: So being and, in competition with each other yeah, just, no. like, adds another layer oh, to, yeah. to that. Oh, yeah, no,
2: just encourage. Cheer each other on, be each other's champion, Um, you know, and we don't have to compete. We don't, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And you're doing something so bold, which I so admire, in putting yourself out there with your writing and being authentic about your experiences, and, I'm sure that has to also come with some downsides. So, speaking, I need advice from you because we have a blog and obviously we're putting our own personal Mm -hmm. opinions also Mm -hmm. out there. And, uh, you know, that makes you a lightning rod for good and and sometimes, you know, really challenging things that you have to figure out how to navigate. So, any tips or experience that you've had and how you've overcome uh, the challenges of putting yourself out there?
2: Trying to. like I spoke about, with the MS community, there there's a whole dark side. There's a whole world of people who are are resentful of the people who are doing well or the people who are fighting to do well. And that's a human condition thing. It, it is. It really is. But but at the same time, it's like when when you're on the receiving end of that, when you're the person, my, my friend Cheryl, for instance, um, has been on the receiving end of this recently, and it, it breaks you when your whole goal is to inspire and to help And to encourage other people, for them to come back at you and tell you, no, you've just ruined my day. Or please don't post this because it makes me sick. You know, like I'm sick of seeing your stories or whatever. When that happens, it's like it just makes you feel defeated. Like that's my whole goal is to try to help people. And then I find out I'm doing the exact opposite. So I think my advice to her (laughs) and my advice to myself, because I'm very sensitive when it comes to that stuff, is just to remember where, where people are at. And, um, my, one of my good friends at church says, hurting people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And so trying to remember that behind that ugliness, behind that rude comment or, or whatever is a person that's hurting, you, you don't, you don't hurt people when you're in a healthy space in your head. Um, so they're not obviously in a healthy space when they're looking to seek, to tear people down to, to, you know, level the playing field or whatever. They're not, they're not in a healthy space. So. Trying to have sympathy and trying to have grace. And it's easier said than done. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I have the hardest time with it. Yeah, have, a, have a
0: 24-hour pity party and then back at Yes, <laughs> yeah. And,
2: and having those people that you can go and be real with, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, online you have to be one way or, or you know, to certain people you have to be one way. But, you know, my husband... And I have a couple girlfriends. Those are the people that I can go and be real with, and then they'll let me vent and say, "Okay, so, but here's <laughs> you're what, like, here's my petty mayonnaise.
1: Like I'm over here. I'm, I need to be yeah. petty for five seconds, but in a safe space. Yeah. And, and now then, here's
2: what we're gonna do. Yeah. They're they're the first to come back and say, "Okay, that's all. I hear you. But here's what we're gonna do to to get through this. So <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah. And also, if you have the luxury
1: of sleeping on it yes before you respond oh, always always that's, uh, that's a great tool
2: yes always I never respond to anything like that especially within I mean it's it's hours I have to go and pray about it and think about it and take some space and then you can then you can come back to it the emotional snooze
0: button of, mm-hmm. like when you get that gut feeling and you're like oh I'm gonna level you with what I'm about <laughs> to throw down is the most epic response ever and like recognizing that feeling and just you know, write it and delete it or yes. you know, come back but yeah, it's right. just never write and delete responding. is a good thing.
1: <laughs> it worked for Julia Sugarbaker, you yes. were in designing women. Yes. Like she would annihilate people, but in real life it doesn't feel good. No. It just it, no. it, it feels good for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but heard it's the like oh. They, they say yeah.
0: um, <laughs> a sign of maturity is recognizing when that not everything needs a response yes. and just recognizing sometimes that it's like I'm not going to win that. A
1: debate. Yes. <laughs> yes, Or maybe you're Go, a little right. You know, or you yeah. know what, that's how you feel yeah. and that's cool that you feel that way. I'm just kind of and, done
0: explaining things yeah. of like, okay, I'll apologize and yeah. you know, make, <laughs> this was my intent and beyond that, sure. I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to debate and yeah. you feel how you're going to feel. And,
2: and I, I think if we're always approaching everything with authenticity and, 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 you know, being, being real, then we don't have to apologize. You know, for, you know what I mean? It's, if your intentions are pure... Then it speaks for itself. You know,
0: we just all have to think. I think with that in mind, I think there's so mm-hmm. much of assuming people have these bad intentions and mm-hmm. they're out to. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we had believe all, the best, in yeah, everybody. let's just cut each other a little bit of slack. That not everything's about you mm-hmm. and attacking yes. and it's. Let's just all. And <laughs> give if somebody's each other writing somebody.
1: in all caps, maybe it's a generational thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe I do know somebody that only caps.
0: Yeah, in my, caps, my father-in-law.
2: He's he does. Not, I love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop so shouting at <laughs> me! No, just he kidding. loves you that much. <laughs> he loves you so much
1: from far away. Uh, for somebody listening, uh, you've provided so much encouragement. Thank you, and thank you for your vulner- vulnerability. We're finding more and more on the podcast that the more women share, the more other women. Lean in and gather and go, Yeah, me too, or I'm experiencing this, or you know, how can I be brave, or I was brave, and being proud of themselves. And I love that. You don't have to humble brag, you can go, This is what I did today, and I feel good about myself, or I watched Sex in the City, I watched <laughs> three, I binge watched it, and this is what I did today. We need to come up with a hashtag for that, like actively not doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to figure that out because I'm doing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like Self care? I don't know. And I will I happily share that out. So social media. Here's like, the check <laughs> yes, I'm going to keep, do you want to continue watching? Here's the fifth yeah.
0: episode I watched today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're rocking that. Is there anything else you'd like to share before you go? Like, is there anything you were talking about, some things you have coming up? Like, um, are you hosting any events or are you doing um, anything?
2: I have, we're running in the Derby mini marathon. Derby has been our, our annual, we've done that every year. Um, and we've got another, we're trying to decide what we're going to do for the fall when all of our team is running. They're all going to run in Richmond. The team is called Run a Myelin in My Shoes. It's all, uh, myelin is what's attacked in your brain. Okay. Anyway. Um that whole team, they're running in November. I get it. You get it. I, really I to remember mile. like yeah.
0: biochemistry <laughs> from college,
2: but that is awesome. Yeah. Okay. I run run a mile in my shoes. Okay. Um, so they're all joining <laughs> us in November that. and we're going to do something here local. I don't know if we'll end up doing the fall classic and counting that as that weekend or just run on our own around town. We've done that before. Run 13.1 around the town um, on our own. We might do that, but um, there's something cooking that I can't, divulge right now, but you might see me on newsstands in May. So, oh, how about that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, big tease. I like yeah, that. big tease. Well, when it happens, we'll talk yeah. about it. Share it so we page.
0: can put it out to our cheerleaders. So yeah, and have a
1: whole bunch of people cheer okay. okay. you on. Yay! It's mm-hmm. exciting. Thank you so much for being on the show with us All today. Right. Thank I'm you.
0: Enjoy free tools at bethebosscoaching.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Lady Coaching. All podcast content is property of Megan Stiff, Holly Sexton, and podcast guests. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.